Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. criminal justice system into the direction of the 21st century. The public should be outraged by this. We need to use science and data in order to address public safety of violent crime. Uh, his data and science is completely flawed. Nobody's safe in Los Angeles because of District Attorney Gaston. We are very, very concerned about his policies. You will see that not only have I enhanced public safety. I am absolutely outraged at the lies that Mr. Gaston is spewing. He has no business implementing laws of his own personal choice, which we voted against. We've done so in a way that it's much more both physically and socially responsible. Not only is he breaking the law, but he is not doing what he is supposed to do as a district attorney, and that is protect his victim. Gaston is an advocate for the criminals. I truly believe that he is in the wrong office. He should have been a public defender. He's voted in. He can be voted out. Salute. Celebrating us going home on this Gaskin direct. Crime is at a historic low in this nation, a historic lows in the state. That's a bunch of baloney to me. And now, for an update on the recall of L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon, here's John and Ken. John Cobell, Ken Shampoo, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Yeah, recalldageorgegascon.com is where you go in order to download the petition so we can vote on recalling this man from office, this dangerous man. We'll be talking about him next hour, too, because the killer of Jacqueline Avant was sentenced today in court. We'll be talking to the L.A. County Association of Deputy 
district attorneys because Gascon's taking a lot of credit for getting a very long sentence for this killer. But, you know, he was pushed in that direction. You'll find out why in one hour. All right. We're going to talk now with James Bozagian. He's the uh, councilman for Calabasas, one of them. And um, you're going to find out why Gascon wanted to meet with the Calabasas City Council and why they said no. No, thanks. We don't want to talk to you. And it starts with crime soaring to big numbers in Calabasas. And then we're going to talk about a specific example of a man that apparently has not circulated through the criminal justice system very fast. Uh, James Bozaggi and the councilman. James, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hello. Uh, glad to be here. And just, just to clarify one thing, I'm, uh, the count- I was invited along with the rest of the council members, and I, I made a decision not to attend any meeting with Gascon. I don't know what the others have decided. I don't think anyone's met with him yet. All right. Why, don't and you- why, why did he reach out to you for this meeting? Uh, I think he's scared. I think he's running scared from the recall, and he wants to kind of cover himself. And, uh, you know, this is after over a year of being in office where he's enacted all these policies without consulting any local elected officials, law enforcement officials, professionals within his own office. And now all of a sudden the recall is looming, and now he's reaching out. That should have been done long, long ago. All right, so apparently you cite in this uh, uh, letter that we got from the Association of Deputy District Attorneys, the crime numbers in Calabasas have jumped, huh? Yes, I've been on the council 25 of the 31 years of cityhood, and I've lived in the area, you know, since the city became a city. And we have never had crime increases like this. 35% rise from 2020 to 2021 double the amount of residential burglaries in the first two months of 2022. If that continues, you're going to see an additional 54% increase cumulative and 10 residential burglaries, which would mean that altogether in a two-year period, you're looking at a doubling of the crime rate and a tripling of residential burglaries. That's, that's a huge increase for what's normally a quiet area. Exactly. You're a little bit out, out of the way and, uh, there's really no reason other than the criminals know there's no penalties. Why would Correct. you put this on Gascon yourself? Uh, basically because of his special directives that he's enacted that has basically given um, criminals kind of a get-out-of-jail-free card. Uh, some of these, all these, All the special directives are contrary to laws that were either enacted by the public via initiative or uh, by the duly elected state legislators. Uh, but he's ignored them and decided not to follow them, and, and enough is enough. So that's why he's in the predicament he's in. Let's look at Jeffrey Cooper. Yeah, that... you cite this case as quite an example of, uh, of the, what, what we got under Gascon. Right. What's the, what's the so, Jeffrey Cooper story? Jeffrey Cooper is an alleged serial child molester in a case out of Calabasas. This case has been in the criminal justice system languishing for four years, There have been 62 court proceedings. I sent a letter of inquiry in November of last year asking what's going on with this case? What's taken four years? Meanwhile, the defendant's out of custody, of course, and I got no response. So I sent a a Public Records Act request pursuant to the California Public Records Act. I sent one in early February of this year and one in late February of this year. No response. No public agency is allowed to ignore a Public Records Act request served on them. So I got upset. And the final blow is when he sent this letter uh, in in March asking uh, to meet with us. 
after ignoring my inquiries, after this skyrocketing crime rate and all these special directives. So I figured I would take my case to the public, and Let, it's gotten a lot of publicity. Let's read what Cooper's charged with. Uh, it's four serious violent felonies, one count of oral copulation or sexual penetration by an adult of a child 10 years of age or under, three counts, commission of a lewd or lascivious act by an adult on a child under the age of 14. If he's convicted, he could, he could get a maximum of 39 years to life in state prison. Instead of that, he's free and Nothing. wandering around, and he hasn't he hasn't faced a trial yet. Not yet. And nobody and wants how to much say this why? Is a fault, yeah, how much of this is a fault of Gascon's office, or is it just the, the slow courts? Well, there are certain other things that are that are going on in this. I mean, you know, yes, slow courts, COVID is a factor, but but really, I mean, four years is too long. And what got me the most upset was the fact that I simply sent a nice letter of inquiry. It was very politely worded, and I got no response. And then I got no response to my Public Records Act request. So something's up. For some reason, I'm not getting an answer, and that can only tell me that some information he does not want to impart to the public. Is, is there a prosecutor assigned to the case? Yes. And no response from that prosecutor? Uh, well, Public Records Act requests go to the general office. They don't go to the prosecutor. Right. Because the records are kept by the office. So, no, I didn't get any. I got a response. I got one response to the Public Records Act request that said that the case is proceeding along. The, you know, that's all it said. I had asked for specific documents, and I never got an answer to that. So um, technically, I could go into court and demand damages and and demand a, a get a court order for him to answer. But I decided to take it to the public. I thought that would be more effective. These are serious charges. How can this guy, he got bail? Um, he made bail uh, early on in the case, which is the way it is. I mean, he get, he makes bail. He's well-to-do. He can make bail. The problem is that, you know, once you have a serious charge like this, the DA's office should make take every step and every measure to bring it to trial. He's well-to-do. You're right, because if he's not guilty, that should be, uh, that should be, he should be exonerated. Absolutely. Where, where, where does I, he get I his, noted that in my letter. Where does he get his money from? He's well-to-do. Well, I mean, he's well-to-do. I don't, I don't know exactly where he gets his money from, but he, uh, you know, he's, he's got the resources and he's... It, I mean, uh, he's a, he is he a, a guy who lives in one of the neighborhoods or is he a, a yes. creeper? No, no, no. He lives in one of the neighborhoods here. Really? And and the thing is, when four years go by, you're dealing with a child 10 years or under four years ago. Memories are going to fade. Evidence uh, gets inconsistent when you try to ask a child for the kind of detail you need to ask after all this not time to has mention, passed. Yeah, well, not to mention the trauma that you have to suffer for four years without justice being served. Um, you know, that's that's really traumatic for victims of this. And having been a prosecutor for most of my career, I can tell you that victims get very traumatized by having to wait for cases. I have literally never seen this serious a case take four years in the court system with this many appearances and, and very little progress. That's the thing. Even with with covid, you have had 62 um, court hearings, proceedings, yeah, yeah. proceedings, whatever you call them, 62 times. What's there to discuss? Yeah, really. I don't know. I haven't been there, but you know, um, that's why I wanted. To, that's why I sent the letter, uh, the original letter to the DA, just asking what the status of the case was. So, uh, so I guess is, it wasn't important enough to him. Is he benefiting from any of Gascon's directives or policies, or do you know? Or 
Sure. Well, he will if if because see, uh, prosecutors are instructed not to seek life sentences and to seek no more than 15 years and to work actively to parole defendants who reach a certain age. He'll benefit from all of that because the, if if this case is plea bargained, then uh, you would expect a lesser sentence. And certainly, if he's convicted, the the DA will most likely ask for the, according to these special directives, the least possible sentence under law. So, um, you know, again, the, this, the public and the legislature have enacted laws to be followed, and they have not been followed here. And the, the courts are supposed to be working primarily for the victims' rights and to make sure that victims are treated fairly and their, and their cases are handled expeditiously, and this one has not been. All right, James, we appreciate you coming on and uh informing all of our listeners what's going on there in Calabasas. Thank you very much. Anytime. Thank uh, you. Cal- Calabasas City Council member James Bozagian, and uh, he's refusing to meet with George Gascon. Maybe other members of the Calabasas City Council are, and he gave us the details of one reason why he thinks Gascon's office is not doing its prosecutor duties, and this apparently it- is a man that's being accused of various molestations who's walking free four child years molester? after his case was brought child molester walks around for four years like now odd that's disgusting and uh, james can't get an answer what kind of pervert is gascon he should up. be angry he should want this guy off the streets right why would you he would be in, think why would you but be then in again in, he works for the criminals not the victims yeah why would you be indulgent about a pervert john and ken <laughs> John and Ken Show, John Cobelt and Ken Shampo. It's KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. In fact, that chance at the gas card money is next hour. Are we going to continue with suck-ups? You would, oh, what, knob, knob slobbers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I decided that you find that one to be too racy. So. No, no, it's fine by me. It doesn't doesn't offend me at all. All right. I mean, more traditional description is a suck-up. You know, ass kisser. Yeah, it's another one. Right. Brown noser? Brown noser. Always like that one. Brown noser. I know. It's I think I asked when I was a kid. What is that? Why do they What is that? Oh. (laughs) Daddy, what does brown noser mean? Well, so far up his butt, it's brown. His nose. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I never questioned that as a kid. Yeah, I really, did. Was, I you, wanted to know why that was. Know, uh, yeah, I don't know how old I was. I was like, why is something called a brown <laughs> oh nose? God, people do that. Uh, anyway, we'll we'll do that in about an hour. Uh, if you, John, I don't know if you listened to any of Michael Bryan's traffic reports that have come up this afternoon. He, yeah, that he can't get through the Sepulveda Pass. Yeah, he can't fly over the West Side there because Kamala Harris is in town for a week first, with the second gentleman. Yeah, Doug, well, Doug Emhoff. First one gave up. Uh, no, well, the, the first gentleman would be the president's wife if the president was president's husband, if the president was a woman. Oh, is That's that how he's, he's identifying now? I didn't know that. No, no, no. If, oh. if Kamala Harris was president, he'd be the first gentleman, but she's vice president, so he's the second gentleman. Oh, I see. Okay. You're playing thought, who's on first thought, with me, and it's good. I thought maybe you had a scoop there. I, you so never they sent know her home. Days. She's got nothing to do, and she's raising money. A million dollars for the DNC. Uh, she did a fundraiser at the Brentwood home of someone named Dana Walden. Of course, it's somebody in the entertainment field. Yeah, who is that? Uh, Walt Disney oh. Television chairman. Oh, really? A oh, chairman uh, of entertainment. Disney, isn't that company that wants five-year-olds to learn about sexual practices? Well, yeah, they were stuck in the woke wars, aren't they? <laughs> oh, that's a good uh, idea. 
30 people in attendance, a million dollars. I did the math. That's like $33,000 a person to go. Oh, my God. That's not too elitist, is it? For what exactly? What are you, what are you getting out of the Biden administration? Like, what is it they're getting? They're getting a million dollars. No, no, so no, they what, can buy ads to convince no, themselves no, not to get flushed out of Congress no, in November. But, but, I, but I'm saying, what are these people getting? He's a failure. Oh, He's a failure for, for them, too. Well, yes. well, access. They want to say that the vice president was in my home. Oh, my God. I got a picture. I'm important and she, popular. She came by my house. I'd call the cops. Yeah, there used to be a day when that was probably <laughs> exciting. I can't you even imagine who was president at the time. Like, what would you do? Kamala Harris knocks on your door, walks into your house, sits down on the sofa. What would you say to her? You ran into her in the grocery store. You should be better to answer the question. Oh, I didn't want to talk to her. No, I, I know, but you I, were right next to her. She was uh, scanning her, uh, getting her grocery scan. Getting her so, uh, bananas. <laughs> you said she looked depressed because she had just well, dropped that was, out of the race. That was right about the time she was dropping out. And she, she hadn't dropped out yet, but she had this pained, lonely look on her face. Uh, and no. in that moment, there, there was no indication that she would rise from the dead and become vice president. But she looked like she was a uh, spent force. So I mean, this is what they have her down to. Here we are. We have inflation. We have Ukraine. There's many crises going on. She's going to go to Vandenberg Space, the base, where she, oh, she already did. She toured operations. The United States is not committed, was committed to not con conduct destructive direct access anti-satellite missile testing. That was her big announcement. And then she's going to be around Brentwood for the next couple of days. And then they're going up to San Francisco for a black maternal health event on Thursday. Anyway. What the hell is direct I, ascent anti-satellite missile testing? So yeah. if the Russians fire a missile from one of their satellites, we're not going to fire something back? To... I don't know. Why would you want to? Why would you want to brag on that? That's not a good idea. Well, I guess the, the missiles we would build would blow up satellites that well we should have spying missiles. on us or something well or? eventually they're going to have satellites that fire missiles on us so we ought to have a uh, a missile to blow up their satellite first then i say you meet her in the grocery store and tell her about well, this you know what maybe i will issue. this week you might run into her. <laughs> I, was, I was in that store no, today i think she's above doing her own shopping now president harris yeah she's almost president joe calls just, her that like every other week i just one of my favorite faces when when she was there, one of the uh, one of the uh, clerks started uh, kissing up to her, uh, brown nosing, and uh, said, uh, "Oh, hang in there, Kamala. Good luck." And she gave this really pained grimace, <laughs> like, yeah, wow. "Thank you." Yeah, I'm beyond luck. All right, when we return, we're going to talk about a new study that has come out concerning skyrocketing violence and its effect on America's black population. A disproportionate blow. All these murders you've been hearing about, uh, which kind of started in 2015, but has really taken off the last couple of years, they can be directly related to all this nonsense about defunding the police. Coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI. Hey, a reminder that the moist slide is coming back in just a few days. On Friday, you can leave a message using the microphone on the iHeartRadio app. That's our little talkback feature. And you can also leave a message at 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. We will cover one of the bigger stories of the day, and that is the man who shot Jacqueline Avant to death has gotten his sentence in court. Ariel Maynor is his name. He pled guilty to the crime. 
Jacqueline Avant was murdered in her Beverly Hills home December of last year, shot in the back, and this man later laughed and bragged about her killing. He did get a long sentence, but we'll get behind it because it's coming from D.A. George Gascon, who seems to be uh, talking to the press and taking credit for this. Yeah. We'll talk to the L.A. County Association of Deputy District Attorneys at 505 Gascon's, for the real story. Gascon's stupid staff of PR weasels think they can spin this as a Gascon finally getting tough with a murderer. Nonsense. You guys are faking it. Uh, you had to be Gascon had to be forced into prosecuting the case this way. And uh, and uh, Eric Siddall will explain all that coming up after 5 o'clock. All right. Now on the subject of murder, as you are probably aware, the homicide rates around the United States, particularly in the big cities, has blown up in the last few years. These are numbers that have not been seen, I think, in L.A. since 2006. It's like 15, 16 years. But in other cities, it's even worse we now have Hannah Myers, director of the Policing and Public Safety Initiative at the Manhattan Institute, who did a little look at these numbers and found out that beginning with the deaths of Michael Brown and Freddie Gray, remember those two cases? Mm -hmm. Michael Brown is the Ferguson case. Yeah, that was the first big lie told. Right. And that's when uh, Black Lives Matter got started, too. Ferguson, Missouri, was shot to death by a police officer, but it took a while for us to understand that he charged the police officer and was attacking the police officer and fighting for the gun when he was killed. Freddie Gray was the guy in Baltimore who died in the back of the police van. Remember that story? Right. Anyway, these incidents became huge stories in the country, and they led in many cases to not only defund the police, but to police pulling back a bit out of concern that they're going to be charged, sued, that there's going to be so much blowback as to how they handle these types of situations. Well, murders across the board spiked by nearly 30% in 2020 compared to the prior year, and many, disproportionately, the victims are black Americans. The number of deaths spiked by more than 32% compared to 2019 black Americans. Yeah, so ever since you had the Black Lives Matter defund the police movement, you had the murder rate of black victims go up 32%. That's what pulling the police back, that's what it does out on the street practically. Now, you still, all these years now, and it's about, what, six, seven years now, this movement, and they have never addressed all mostly young black men who get murdered in the streets, and, and it's directly connected to the lack of uh, police involvement, which they demanded. Right. And for a time, they won. They demanded less police. They got less police, and they ended up with more young black men murdered. And they Black don't... Americans represent only 13% of the nation's population, yet there were more black people murdered in these years that they took a look at than white people who were 76% of the population. So you can see how disproportionate it is. And let's add this. They weren't all murdered by police officers. No. Relatively few were murdered by and police officers. And often, it's sad to say, it's black-on-black -black crime. Yeah. And so, it, you know, that that's another thing that people should, like, stop debating. You know, if there's one of these groups wants to defund the police, they're claiming about uh, uh, racism and uh, white America, white supremacy. It's like, let, let's look at who the murder victims are. You pull the police back. You lose young black men. They're the ones who get murdered, and they generally get murdered by other young black men. 
So that's that's the big issue on the table. That's what ought to be discussed here. And you can see the chart that they included with this story, the number of black Americans murdered each year, 2010 to 2020. And in 2010, 11, 12, 13, and 14, it's 6,000, somewhere in the 6,000. Suddenly in 2015, 7,000. And 2016, it got near 8,000. Again in 2017, 2018. And then in 2020, it reaches nearly 10,000 black Americans murdered. In fact, black murders had fallen for four straight years. Yeah. Until Michael Brown was killed. With that fake story. Some even call it the Ferguson effect. That began the defund the police movement. That's when Black Lives Matter was born. Ever since they were born, black murders have gone up significantly every year. Right. The other side is blaming the pandemic pandemic. and too many guns. There was guns in 2015. It's got nothing to do with the pandemic. People people were, were stuck in their homes during the pandemic. That's ridiculous. You know, I'm no longer tolerating pandemic excuses for something happening or something not happening. No, I I mean, the pandemic affected everybody uh, in in everyone's neighborhood. Did you have any murders in your neighborhood? Neither did I. We were all shut down with the pandemic. That's nonsense. And, of course, in 2020, not only did we have the pandemic, but we had the death of George Floyd, which led again to even more protests, even bigger calls for defund the police and all these mayors and police chiefs took a knee. That was a real pullback. It doesn't surprise me that murders that year were nearly 10,000, which was way up from 2019. Oh, and, and that's what happens when you have less policing and less law and order. Here's another, uh, another point from Hannah Myers, uh, the director of uh, policing and public Safe- safety initiative at the Manhattan Institute. They produced all these numbers uh, on bail laws in New York. Bail laws went into effect in 2020, prevented judges from holding on to defendants in jail pretrial, prevented judges from considering dangerousness in the decision to set bail. So guess what? The felony, the rate of felony reoffense among defendants who are now out of jail before their trial, who ordinarily would have not would have been in jail, went up 43%. Boy, I wish they'd do a study like that here. I'd like to know and, a number like that. And other, other you, you, we have watched so many inmates being released or being released without bail. I want to know how much of them are reoffending. Yeah, these are people who would were let out on bail. Ordinarily, they would have been kept in jail. Their reoffense rate forty three percent. Almost half the people who were let out on bail went on to reoffend. And it's common sense. Bad guys cannot hurt you when they're behind bars. They commit crimes when they're set free. So the more you put them behind bars, the less crimes are committed. The more you let them out, the more crimes are committed. There's nothing else to it. It's fascinating how these whole industries, you know, from universities to these these, uh, advocacy movements, have been created to try to fool you into not believing what you can see with your own two eyes. Guys behind bars, he's not gonna he's not gonna hurt you. Guys out on the street, he can hurt you. So, what are we gonna do here? Simple, basic, common sense. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI. Will you condemn to die by a jury of your peers? 
Your electricity shall not pass through your body until you are dead. And now, an update from the John and Ken execution desk. Here's John and Ken. All right, the execution desk. It is a probably John and Ken's oldest desk, by the way. Yes. In case you don't that's, keep up to these things. That's but a nice surprise. I didn't expect that. There are some desks that are temporary. They come and go. Other desks have been around for years, and the execution desk has been around a long time, probably 15 years. Wow, that's a lot of executions. You're going to get even more excited then as to why we're at the execution desk. Just a reminder, though, after 5 o'clock, we're going to talk about the sentence today given to the killer of Jacqueline Avant. She's the Beverly Hills woman who was shot to death, shot in the back in her own home during a robbery attempt by a man who laughed and bragged. After the shooting, the good old jailhouse call story has come out that he called a uh, woman that he knows and he bragged. And one of the things he said, oh, I'll probably be out in 20 to 25 years. And, uh, you know, that's a direct reference to the DA, George Gascon. We're going to talk to the association, L.A. County Association of Deputy DAs. Eric Sadal will be on after five o'clock for the real story, because Gascon now is on a bit of a mini media tour taking credit for this long sentence. Yeah, you notice it's it's twice in two days they have put out some uh, public relations uh, gas to try to cover up a situation. Well, yesterday they were trying to counter the report from Fox News about the inmate who's going to have Gascon's name tattooed on his face because he's so proud he'll get a short sentence. Which is true. Uh, You know, there's real evidence uh, there's and there's audio. Oh yeah, they evidence. haven't refuted the yeah. story. No, no, they have His press release yesterday he acted like that's to come. No. Oh really? Uh, no, but he's he's saying, well, well, it's Tucker Carlson reporting this stuff. It's, it's like, a jailhouse recording. It's a jailhouse. You're going to say recording. that he made it up? That it's not the voice of the inmate? No, no, it's just it, <laughs> they're so pathetic. I, I mean, I mean, they, they, they right because they just want to knee jerk you. Oh well, if it's Tucker Carlson, don't believe it. Right? They're they're man. If this goes on the ballot, they're screwed. Gascon's going to get whooped. That means you have to go to recalldageorgegascon.com and get that petition. Again, you have to be an L.A. County registered voter. Sorry about that. That does make it tougher because I know throughout Southern California, everybody that's following this story would love to recall George Gascon from office, but we can only do it here in L.A. County. All right, the reason you're going to be excited by the execution desk is that this South Carolina inmate who was facing execution later this month has chosen to die by firing squad. Oh, yes. Yes. I saw that. Richard Bernard Moore. He is the first state prisoner in South Carolina to face the choice of execution methods. And the reason he chose the firing squad is he still thinks it's unconstitutional, but he thought that um, he, he more strongly opposes death by electrocution. So he only chose the firing squad because he only he only could choose between the two. The reason for this is the reason that we've been talking about for years. It really started in California years ago. Challenges to the method of lethal injection and difficulty in getting the drugs. Yeah, that was Led a- South Carolina not to end executions like we did, but to seek other methods. That was a bad road to go down. Instead of just sticking to the violent executions electrocution, you know, hanging, firing squad, right? They tried these softer methods, maybe to appease the critics. You know, we'll do this more humanely. We'll just put them quietly to sleep. And that was a mistake. You never appease. They're at war with you. They want to abolish the death penalty. Right. So what they, they were agreeing, 
the opponents were agreeing to these injections because they knew it would open up all kinds of lines of attack. They were right. Well, yes. Well, this uh, this three uh, cocktail system. How do you know that they're all working in order, right? You get one drug that works and the second one doesn't. and The third one works. Well, then you have a situation where they're in pain, where they're suffering because they haven't been knocked out properly. Oh, my God. It was it was it was a nightmare. And it was because they tried to appease the opponents. You don't appease the opponents. You say, sorry, we're going we're just going to shoot people through the head. That's how we execute. You they don't think also it's humane? Knew that they could lobby and appeal to the pharmaceuticals who make these drugs yes. to get them to stop doing that. And they had all this planned before they agreed to allow these humane methods of executing. They knew that there was weaknesses that they could exploit, and one is they go after the pharmaceutical companies. Right. And uh, but you know what you do is just hey, no, nobody's going to go after the uh, bullet manufacturers. <laughs> you know, or you're, you're not going to go after PG&E if they're supplying the uh, the electricity to the chair. And again, the point's always made. We're able to humanely euthanize many animals with terminal illness every day in a quiet fashion. Why couldn't we do that to people or murderers? We have to mention this. He apparently uh, killed a convenience store clerk in 1999. That was his crime. So, you know, not bad for being in the South. He's got to hang out for more than 20 years without being executed. Yeah, he got his reward already. In fact, South Carolina hasn't executed anybody since 2011. Mm. So he what day is he going? April 29th. So less than two weeks. What's today? The 19th? Yeah. Yeah. About 10 days. Uh, the Not even 10 days. Uh, the new law was... Uh, oh, by the way, he will also be the fourth in the United States to die by firing squad in nearly half a century. But it doesn't happen very often. I remember it happening many years ago. I think a guy in Utah. Utah seemed to be the state where uh, people could also... Yeah, it would be the first there is. Ronnie Lee Gardner was executed in 2010 in Utah by firing squad. A five-person firing squad, John, in case you were curious. All right, good. And no, five guys. Lined you're not going to have five guys uh, have a bad day. You know, one or two might miss, but five guys going at it. And I think we talked about this. They they aim for the heart, and I think there is a little like a target or something that's put there. Or... <laughs> they have a draw on his forehead. Hit here. Yeah, I don't think they shoot to the head. I think they shoot Hit to the here, heart. win a prize. All right, coming up next, we'll be talking to Eric Sadal from the uh, L.A. County Association of Deputy District Attorneys. This sentence that was handed out today to the killer of Jacqueline Avant He's going to get a long time in prison, basically several life sentences. But you need to find out how it all came about because the district attorney, George Gascon, seems to be taking credit for all this. John and Ken show KFI, Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. 
let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 